Why It Matters in this hour. There's going to be a conversation about deer hunting, the gun deer season, deer hunting in general, hunting in Wisconsin. And at 11.30, my friend, author and columnist Christian Snyder will join us. But joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is the outstanding editor, sports and outdoors editor, not sports, outdoors editor of the Journal Sentinel, Paul Smith, joins us. Hey, Paul. Hello, Steve. How are you? Always good to talk to you. So we we knew going into the gun deer season there was less hunters. Uh, what is it, about a 1% drop in registrations year to year from 2022? Is that the number? Uh, yes, the uh, number of licenses sold was yes. down slightly, and that's continuing a long-term trend, yes. So now that we look at the nine-day gun season, and I was reading a couple of recent articles from you, the reality is there's a uh, a significant decline in the number of deer harvested. So let's talk about the numbers first. What do they show? Yeah, this year the gun season, which is the that's the that's the Super Bowl right. of uh, the, our deer hunting seasons in Wisconsin, and there are a bunch. Um, and you know they start in mid September with bow seasons, and uh, and there's a youth gun hunt, and um, but the nine day gun deer season is our traditional gun deer season and it takes place or uh, starts the Saturday before Thanksgiving and it's uh, always had the highest participation and also uh, that the most deer get taken so it's it's got the biggest impact in every regard and this year the numbers were down by 18 percent so it was about 173,000 deer got registered over those nine days 18 uh, percent fewer than the previous year but it's almost almost right on the mark of 2021 so two years ago it was kind of that you know same level and when you look at it over a little longer term the five-year uh it was uh this year we were down 11 percent from the five-year average so but yeah down and it really not surprising steve because uh the conditions weren't as good this this year uh opening weekend for instance there was basically no snow anywhere in wisconsin I hunted as far north as you can get. I was in the Apostle Islands, <laughs> so and there was I can report there was no snow there. But and that makes it harder for hunters to see deer and track deer. And um, also, there was a pretty severe winter in northern Wisconsin, uh, portions of it last year, which always uh, is has an impact on the deer herd up there. So I guess overall, not that surprising the, I, the numbers that got turned in. Yeah, and I had a lot of conversations with our friends at an adjacent deer camp, the the Van Zeeland crew, and and a lot of a lot of our conversation related to less deer being harvested had to do with just being. And I've 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 been a part of this story as well, just being more selective about what we're choosing to do mm-hmm. and. I haven't shot a deer in a while now, and I, I passed up a pretty nice six-pointer and, and um, saw briefly a ten-pointer on a ridge above me for about eight seconds that I didn't have a good shot at, and it was mm. towards other hunters. So I passed, But I and our group has committed next year to harvesting some does because I think we have to do that. But is, is select being more selective part of this decline, do you think? It certainly plays a role. If you looked at the deer hunter behavior in 2023 compared to, say, the 1990s, uh, it's vastly different. We've gotten far more selective. Uh, and, um, you know, back then, things like or principles like quality deer management weren't really even a thing. They were they were it was just a very small fac- faction of hunters who would who would be passing a buck. 
Yeah. In fact, I mean, in those days, if if it had antlers, it was it was down. Yes. That was uh, there was a there was a phrase that if it's brown, it's down. Mm-hmm. So if, I mean, if if you saw something and it had antlers, you would basically shoot it in that era. Uh, so today, yes, we are far more selective. There are. Uh, thousands and thousands of hunters who passed up deer this year that could have been shot, you know, and uh, that weren't in the numbers. But um, so, yeah, it's a it's a it's a real thing. And then also uh, in some of those northern counters where they they had fewer antlerless tags available, that also is reflected in the harvest because mm-hmm. people have less less uh, tags in their pocket, so so to speak. So that um, kind of uh, works. Uh, to lower the harvest, and that's intended in, in those areas where they think the herd is, you know, uh, at a good level now or needs to be supported uh, and not reduced further. So, um, yeah, I so I shot two does so far, mm-hmm. and it was both in southern Wisconsin, one with my bow and one with a gun, uh, but the, on properties that have too many deer. Um, so um, there's also that part of it where people are shooting deer that they might not have shot in the 90s, uh, because there are opportunities here in southern Wisconsin. So it's a, it's the, the deer herd has changed dramatically, and hunter behaviors have changed. Paul Smith and the uh, Journal Sentinel Outdoors editor joining us on WTMG. Now, I, I noticed your top five counties. Uh, the county I hunted in, Wapaka County, there yeah, there was no, we were we we're number four, I th- four on the list of the top five. Uh, I saw twenty on opening day. My my brother and about ten, half as many on the, on Sunday opening weekend Sunday. My brother Dave and his stand, which is more more swamp than forest, uh, I saw about fifty in the, in the long weekend. I think he hunted a little bit on Monday too. So it was not a shortage of deer. I mean, we saw a lot of activity. And I'll be honest, I know that there was no snow, but it was one of the more comfortable weather seasons. For, for I mean, sitting on the side of a ridge, I can tell you, I was very. I didn't have my gloves on Saturday at all, at all, which is unusual. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. There are so many positives that you can take from the hunting experience. You know, the just being out in the woods, like you were enjoyed that day. I'm sure you were seeing things. You know, you saw and you saw quite a few deer, by yes. the way. Uh, but but also just being able to be comfortable sitting in the outdoors uh, for over the course of those two days, how many hours you spent. Think about how different that is from your normal life. Well, that's uh, part so. for me. It's it's part therapy, part just enjoying the outdoors. The fresh air is, is is worth the investment. I wanted to talk a little bit about your experience. You hunted actually in the Apostle Islands, which is kind of a rare experience. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I I've been hunting forty five years here in Wisconsin for the gun deer season, and this is the farthest north I've ever gone. I have hunted in Bayfield County before on the Bayfield County Forest. Uh, but this year I got on the ferry at Wa- uh, at Bayfield and took it over to Madeline Island and met some friends. A friend of mine here in the Milwaukee area owns some acreage up there. And he camps uh, and hunts. So And he's invited me over the last few years. This year I, I accepted the invitation, so I joined him and uh, uh, six others, and we hunted out of his camp. And, uh, well, you got to take a ferry, Steve, so you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah, just... So first of all, you have to have open water, which I think is still a thing at that time of year, but it could be risky. They run, they run the ferry pretty regularly. That's good. Uh, and so, um, uh, in, in, in fact, it can run all winter, actually, because it breaks ice. It's sort of, uh, but um, when, you, when you get over there, there's one main town called La Pointe, and 
from there, you, there's a road system. Uh, it's the only one of the Apostle Islands that has, uh, it's not part of the National Lake Shore. The mm-hmm. others are part of, it's, it's actually part of the National Park Service, the other islands. Madeline is not. There's, there is about 50% public land on the island and 50% in private ownership um, and some restaurants and other and, uh, taverns. Uh, and it was a lot like camping and very remote, didn't hear many shots. They do have a deer population. We went to a wonderful Saturday night, and almost everyone on the island goes to this spaghetti dinner on Saturday night Very on cool. Island. Very cool. And it's part of a fundraiser for the local historical preservation society, and they raise some money to, to help the deer herd up there. So they, they, they put out some food through the winter. They had a hard winter up there, 200 inches of snow, but I think the deer on Madeline Island actually did better than, than most areas because of that uh, supplemental feeding. We saw deer... Uh, our camp basically had two, <clears throat> we uh, shot two, and because of the brown conditions, I, I had a shot on Saturday late afternoon that I did not take because I couldn't quite, you know, it just wasn't an ethical shot. I couldn't quite see it well enough in, in the brown conditions with some some shrubs between me and the deer. It's interesting um, they have 700 but, animal deer on, deer on that island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a pretty hefty deer population for for the island yeah and there are deer on all of the apostle islands uh but the the other ones are much harder to get to because you basically need a private boat this would have been the year to do it because it was so mild and there was light winds and you probably probably could have done it safely what people do is they take a crew over to the islands and they'll drive them they put some uh, people on one end that that sit their standards and they wait and then uh, at the other end, they drop people off and they, they hike through the brush and try to drive the deer toward one end. Um, so uh, I talked to some people who used to do that. Now that's not done as commonly. Uh, and most people most people hunt on Madeline. Paul Smith joining us from the Journal Cell. You, you get to have unique experiences. I, I did an informal poll, Paul, of, yeah. of some hunters, and we were with uh, about eight different hunters on, at our, our camps on Friday night. Um, and a lot we talked about the the, the lack of hunters and, and a couple of things and, and actually the lack of harvest. So a couple of things that were suggested. Um, one is obviously youth hunts are important and, and inviting people to your deer camp because as I told you last time we talked, the, the size of the camps have shrunk and if you invite people into the camp, which is always hard to do, right? Because there's you get a comfortable uh, relationship with the people you've hunted with forever and for me it's 40 plus years as well. Uh, that's part of it. But one of the other things on the harvest side, and, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. So streamline the harvest of do- for donation as simple as possible. So in the old days, which is not that long ago, you used to register your deer. Like for me, it was Big Falls, right? The deer, is, it's right there, right outside of our hunting area in Wapaka County. If you simplify yeah. it so you can donate a deer as close to where most people are hunting in whatever county you're hunting in. And you say, look, we dropped the deer off. You do all the testing. We're just we're hunting it, field dressing it, and dropping it off. Could that be part of the solution? A lot of hunters said that was. I think that that, that would make it the easiest, and it makes the most sense. It also adds cost. Yes. So that's that's the the issue is coming up with the funding to be able to do it. Um, and but that would make the most sense to me also. And the other take it to a take it to one site, drop it off. The hunter's done the work in the yes, field. Yes, yes. Killing the deer, gutting the deer, transporting it to a site, let that be their part of it. From there, uh, hand it off to to another part of the system. But, but there would have to be some funding there. Yes, and the other piece that they mentioned, which I didn't even think about right away, is all of those 
locations that used to be attached to restaurants and bars or whatever in these small towns across Wisconsin. There's an economic impact as well that many of them have lost because of the Internet version of, of how you register a deer now. And maybe we can restore some of that economic success. Maybe that's a motivator for electeds to say, mm-hmm. you know what, there's opportunity here. I would I, I share that sentiment. The the culture changed dramatically when we went to away from the in person registration, uh, and um, there there are no longer groups that gather like they did and and sit around and talk. And uh, for the establishments that hosted those sites, they, they can certainly speak to the loss of uh, some revenue. Yeah, always great to talk to you, Paul Smith, Outdoors Editor, Journal Sentinel. I wish you safe hunts in the future, and uh, I, mean, I know that we will talk again. Thank you, Steve, and I know that 10-pointer is going to show up closer one of these years, and uh, you'll get to tell the story about uh, shooting that 10-pointer. I have a feeling, Paul, cross, <laughs> my fingers crossed, it's next year. I just have a feeling, because given what I've seen, I'm very confident. <laughs> At least that's my story, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I look forward to hearing about it. Thank you, Steve. All right, Paul Smith from the Journal Sentinel.